Esariangitanagari. By his divine grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Left square brackets most of this article appears in Back to Godhead magazine volume. Third part 6th published May 20th, 1956. It has been edited for publication. Edition right square bracket. Conception of Jitanagari Part 1. On the Principles of Gandhi. 1. The personality of Godhead Shri Krishna appears himself in this mortal world by dint of his internal potency in order to be visible to the conditioned souls especially to the human being, although in essence he is eternally unchangeable supreme truth and absolute lord of the visible and invisible worlds. The Vedas are known to be transcendental, because they were impregnated in the heart of Brahma by Shri Krishna after creation of the material cosmos and as such Vedic literatures or knowledge have descended in a transcendental process of oral reception from Shri Brahma to Narada, from Narada to Vyasa, from Vyasa to Shri Sukadeva Gosvarnal and from Shri Sukadeva Gosvarnal to other disciples in succession. The Vedic literatures are known as Ruti because they have come down by the process of submissive oral reception by the bona fide disciplic succession. But the original teacher of such knowledge is no other than Shri Krishna himself. 2. Srimad Bhagavad and the transcendental knowledge thereof has also descended in the above process of oral reception from Devasvatamanu but when the chain of disciplic succession was broken at the beginning of the Kali Yuga by the influence of the external energy of the personality of Godhead, Renea, it was again reincarnated by the supreme authority of Sri Krishna himself at the battlefield of Hiruksitra in the presence of the most beloved friend and devotees of Sri Arjuna. The Lord summarized the full text of the Vedas and Upanishads in the techniques of the Bhagavad Gita in order to give facility to the people of the present age, who are mostly affected by the influence of the age of quarrel, Kali Yuga, and disagreement. 3. The Samambhanam teachings of the Bhagavad Gita is that religion means the art and science of learning the transcendental process of surrendering unto the lotus feet of the Absolute Personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna. The purity of such religious knowledge becomes polluted when conditioned souls become too much influenced by the external material energy of the Lord and thus they forget the eternal relation with Him, Shri Krishna. The result is that such forgotten souls become too much addicted to the material process of sense gratification which is the lowest form of crude human civilization. When such a religious life of the people in general flourished, the world at large suffers terribly in all directions in the way of challenging the very existence of God. For The personality of Godhead and his transcendental utterances, as sounded in the Bhagavad Gita are identical. Srimad Bhagavad Gita is therefore eternally the personality of Godhead himself with full potency of his lordship. The sanctity is maintained by keeping intact the Pirampara system that is, when the message is received just in the way, as it was done by Sri Arjuna the first listener of the Bhagavad Gita. If we strictly follow the footprints of Sri Arjuna we can also undoubtedly become equally enlightened, as Sri Arjuna was by the presence of the Lord himself. The Lord is omnipresent and he reserves the right of not being exposed to the non-devotee class of men who do not follow the principles of Sri Arjuna. When the law-abiding devotees of the Lord become embarrassed by the unlawful activities of the Asuras that is those who are averse to acknowledge the supreme authority of the Lord, at that critical moment either the personality of Godhead or his counterpart form of sound transcendental appears in the mortal world in order to save the people who are faithful and annihilate the unbelievers.
as such Bhagavad Gita descended directly from the utterances of the personality of Godhead in order to save the faithful and annihilate the unbelievers at the juncture of the Lord's disappearance just after the battlefield activities at Kiruksetra. The battle of Kiruksetra was fought between the two rival political parties namely the Kerns and the Pandavas. At the present moment the same fight between two rival political parties without any guidance of the transcendental direction of the personality of Godhead is merrily going on at the expense of the innocent poor people of the world and therefore Sri Krishna has descended again in the shape of Jivanagart with the same purpose of saving the faithful and annihilating the unbelievers, as he did in the battlefield of Kiruksetra. 5. The Jivanagar will be therefore the main preaching center of the supreme authority of Shri Krishna the Personality of Godhead. It shall be proclaimed from that place that Shri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the absolute enjoyer of all benefits derived from all kinds of works, sacrifice, cultivation of knowledge, that he is the absolute proprietor of all the material and spiritual worlds, that he is an alloyed friend and philosopher of all living entities namely the gods or the rulers, the general people, the beast and the birds, the rectals, plants and trees and all other animals residing in every nook and corner of the great universes. When such knowledge will be fostered from the vantage of the Boltanagari, at that time only real peace and prosperity will usher in the world so anxiously awaited by the people of the world. Unfortunately the present trend of civilization is conducted just on the opposite direction of the above standard view. The human being has declared himself to be the lord or the supreme enjoyer of everything and he poses himself as the proprietor of the world. He has declared himself, as the friend and philosopher of the people in general enamored by material power and wealth which is bringing in ruination for himself and his followers also. Every human being is imagining himself as independent god, and foolishly trying to guide the activities of his so-called followers without knowing the art and science of such leadership business. Such leadership for the actual benefit of the people in general can effectively be conducted when the leaders themselves will know the art and science of surrendering unto the lotus feet of the Sri Krishna and will be able to convince their followers that God alone has the absolute prerogative in the above-mentioned three functions. On the other hand the native of India only has the prerogative to understand this position of Godhead from the pages of the Bhagavad Gita and he is alone able to preach this truth throughout the whole world. It is therefore desired that the authorities who shall guide the activities of the Boltanagari may make such organized efforts as will help this mission of the Jivanagarts on a permanent basis. The Pangs of the demoralized type of civilization, designated by the demoniac principled diplomats, are being keenly felt by the people in general, and to save them from the untold miseries of life is to take shelter of the transcendental message of the Bhagavad Gita. A vivid picture of the demoniac principled leaders is given in the text of the Bhagavad Gita in the 16th chapter, as follows. We can know the real heart of an Asura in the statement of the Bhagavadra. At the present moment practically every man is infected with a false sense of prestige, pride, anger, vanity, cruelty and similar other qualities born of poor fund of knowledge. There are always two classes of men of which one is known as the Devas or the gods and the other is known as the Asuras or the demons. The Asuras enable to realize what should be done and what should not be done in the human form of life. Those who are generally endowed with godly qualities do perform charities, possess the power of controlling the sense organs, perform sacrifices, 
practice penance, nonviolence, love, truth, learn tolerance, remain peaceful, refrain from speaking ill of others, become kindly in behavior with others, eradicate lust and hankerings, practice patience and purity of habits. These are some of the many godly qualities of men equal with God. But unfortunately these godly qualities are rarely experienced in the character of the present generation and in most cases the qualities of the demons are vividly demonstrated, because the demoniac men are unclean in habits. Such unclean men do not believe in the existence of God and they think without any reason that desire or necessity of life is the ultimate cause of all creations without knowing that disposal is more important cause than desire. The demoniac observation is always defective both in fact and practice. People addicted to demoniac principles, devoid of transcendental knowledge, imperfectly educated and inventors of violent works leading to miseries and destruction of the world have greatly developed in this age. Although these people indirectly realize that their mode of activities had already diminished the duration of life of the people in general, yet they consider the advancement of material knowledge as progress of life, dictated by a strong sense of vanity under the cover of unclean habits. The effects of this pernicious type of material civilization is that people have already forgotten the question of life after death, and thus they have taken to an irresponsible way of life leading to untold miseries and distress of material existence. The demoniac way of thinking has covered their unsatiated desire for work and sense enjoyment till the end of material existence. These people are embarrassed with thousands and one desires enlarging the circle of exploiting habits in greater and greater circumference. They have now become mad so to say for such enlarged activities of material civilization. Such people think unrestrictedly and at all. Times like this I have accumulated so much wealth just now and in the next I am going to accumulate more wealth. I am God and nobody is equal to my position. I have killed this enemy, and I am arranging to kill the other one. I am God and I am the enjoyer of everything. I am happy and I am perfect. I do not think anybody else richer than me. I can perform all kinds of sacrifices, and by doing so, I can purchase all virtues. Left square bracket BG 16.1315J. The Asuras, therefore, exhibit a feat of their unalloyed foolishness by such contemplation, as above mentioned. Saintly politicians of the modern age like Mahatma Gandhi and others, inspired by the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, although imperfectly, have tried to lead such demoniac politicians of demoniac principles, as they may be influenced by the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. Mahatma Gandhi's movement in the political field, such as nonviolence, peaceful non-cooperation, truthfulness, sacrifice, etc., these are some brilliant examples for subduing the demoniac tendency of the people in general. Such examples in the life of Mahatma Gandhi made him well recognized all over the world, in spite of their being temporary measures, and it may be safely concluded that Mahatma Gandhi's success in such movements was solely and wholly dependent on the inspiration of the Bhagavad Gita. Leaving aside all his other activities in the political field, the four following principles which he adopted sincerely in his mature old age, are in essence derived from the teachings of Bhagavad Gita for practical application in the matter of social and spiritual upliftment of the present order of things. They are as follows. 1. Leaders and politicians may take lessons from the life of Mahatma Gandhi, who was undoubtedly a great and busy politician, with respect to his daily evening prayer meeting and regular recitation of the text of Bhagavad Gita. 
He followed this principle of life most faithfully, even up to the last moment of his lamented life. People in general, and the leaders in particular, may follow the footprints of Mahatma Gandhi, if they at all want to do some good to their followers. Such regular habit of reciting the reading of the Bhagavad Gita makes one able to get rid of the demoniac way of life and gradually rise up to the plane of pure devotional life of the gods. When such devotional life is enriched by recitation of Bhagavad Gita, all the good qualities of the gods automatically overcome the reciter without any extraneous effort on his part. And a person, however qualified he may be in the mundane sense of the term, if he is devoid of the principles of devotional life as above mentioned, he shall surely hover in the mental plane of uncertainty and, as such, will always fail to enter into the numinous existence of life. Those who have developed such an existence of life, generally known as spiritual life, are called Mahatmas in the language of Bhagavad Gita. The definition of real Mahatmas is given in the book. 2. The temple entry movement of Mahatma Gandhi is another attempt to deliver people in general from spiritual degradation, and by such movement, the mass of people can be saved from gliding down to the lowest status of demoniac life. Even when he was at Nokhili during the dark hours of the partition days, he never hesitated to reinstall the deities of Radha and Krishna, and by such examples, he had done immense good for the people in general. Leaders and politicians may take lessons from this particular incidence of his life. It may be said in this connection that there are thousands and thousands of this new temples all over India. And these temples were originally meant for enlightening the mass of people in spiritual values, so that they can live in peace and harmony with higher aim of life. At the present moment in most cases, these spiritual educational centers have been rendered into a rendezvous of demoniac dance for want of the culture of Bhagavad Gita. They have become on the contrary, so many plague spots for preaching atheism and advancement of demoniac principles, for want of regular propagation of spiritual education under able leadership. The mission of Goltanagari must have its aim amongst others, to rectify the anomalies that have entered into the life of these centers of spiritual education and regenerate them to the sense of spiritual education through the exemplary life of devotees that may be created from the practical life of the members of the Gtanagari. The Bhagavad Gita encourages us in such spiritual culture, as follows. Yanti Deva Vrata Devan Pitfn Yanti Pitra Vrata Butani Yanti Butajaya Yanti Pimam. Those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods, those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors, those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings, and those who worship me will live with me. BG 9.25 3. Mahatma Gandhi started the Harijan movement in order to raise the status of the fallen people either by social injustice or otherwise. But such pious movement may not be restricted only amongst the Bangas and Chamers who are proclaimed as such for their unclean habits or in some cases by social injustice, but such movement may be extended amongst those also who are passing in the society as Brahmanas and Ksatriyas etc., but in practice their mentality is more degraded than the lowest of the Bangas and Chamers. Harijan means the associate of God himself. Chamers and Bangas, or for that matter, People who are of the mentality of Chamers and Bangas both in habit and dealings can never be promoted to the position of Harijans, unless, and until such persons are helped to go up to the place of the Harijans by the approved method of rules made by actual Harijans such as Arjuna, Pralada, Dhruva Maharaja, Yamaraja, Balsmat, Janaka, Narada, etc. 
There is no bar for anyone to rise up to the position of Harijan, and this is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Manhai Parthaviapas Ritaya Ye Paisir Paparyana Istriyo Vaisayas Tathasudras Tepayanti Paramgadam. O son of Prafat, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth women, Vaisayas left square bracket merchants right square bracket and Sudras left square bracket workers right square bracket can attain the supreme destination. Left square bracket BG 9.32 right square bracket. 4. Mahatma Gandhi did not approve of the system of birthright castes as prevailing in India, and there is ample support for this movement of casteless society in the Bhagavad Gita in its own way. Casteless society does not mean that there will be no section or subjection of social division. Without such division of social order no living society can be conceived but there may not be any such section or subjection simply for the matter of birthright accidents. A Brahmana's son has the right to become a Brahmana, provided he has the rightful qualifications of a Brahmana otherwise he cannot be placed in the exhaled position of a Brahmana. That is the verdict of all revealed scriptures. There are three modes of nature working all over the world and they are called the mode of goodness, the mode of passion, and the mode of ignorance. Every man or every animal is under the influence of either of the above modes of nature. As such, it is wrong to calculate that the modes of nature are working only within the boundaries of India. On the contrary the fact is that nature is working all over the universe and therefore in other parts of the world also. In the human society, undoubtedly, there are men of different modes of nature, as above mentioned. Persons who are under the influence of modes of goodness may be classified as Brahmanas, similarly those who are under the influence of the modes of passion may be called as the Ksatriyas and so on, as they are described in the approved Sastras. The modes of ignorance, as it goes down by degrees, produces men of such lower and lower qualities and they are designated as Yamanas, Malekas, Kiritas, Huns, Andhras, Pilindas, Pulkasas, Adiras, Sumbhas, Kasabayas, etc., and there are four likes of men of different qualities all over the universe influenced by the above-mentioned modes of nature. From the Jaitanagart this universal truth must be propagated systematically, so that real human society may be established for the benefit of all, dividing the categories of men according to natural modes of nature. Such social order on the basis of the Bhagavad all over the world may be called the institution of natural caste system or the casteless society. In that institution of natural caste system all divisions of men will be engaged in one transcendental business of spiritual community with equal status of life and with equal importance of cooperative value as much as the different parts of the one whole body have different functions only but qualitatively they are one and the same. In that institution of spiritual social order everyone will have equal right to promote himself to the higher status of life without any malicious competition, and as such education and culture will be open door for all concerned as much as the varsity left square bracket university right square bracket of all state is open for all with equal status of educational right. Castless society will, of course, never allow to place on the same category of a high court judge and the laborer, unless such society will have gone into madness of culture. On the contrary by establishment of such castless society, as it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita nobody will be grudging, if anyone is recognized, as the qualified Brahmana on the value of merit only and not on the basis of birthright claim. Such casteless society is reasonable and acceptable by one and all in the world.
on the basis of the above-mentioned four principles of Gandhi and approved by the tenets of the Bhagavad Gita, the Jivanagar will properly utilize the huge resources of Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Fund, in the manner, as will satisfy both Gandhi and the public. Gandhi's memory can be well preserved by his exemplary activities and not by simply constructions of huge buildings or dead stone statues, as we see the general tendency. Mahatma Gandhi was saintly reformer and his memorial fund may be utilized for the purpose of converting degraded persons into saintly order. Mahatma Gandhi strictly followed the four primary principles necessary for the public leader, Brahmana, King, and the transcendentalist and they are, as follows. 1. Not to associate illegitimately with women. 2. Refrain from animal slaughter. 3. Refrain from intoxication including drinking of tea and smoking of bitty. 4. To act not on speculative and gambling enterprises. Unfortunately many of the so-called followers of Mahatma Gandhi are positively addicted to all the above-mentioned four principles of immoral habits and still they are passing as the disciples of Mahatma Gandhi. In the Bhagavad Gita it is clearly mentioned that exemplary acts by the leaders are followed by the common man. If the leaders are themselves fallen in the matter of standard morality how one can expect the common man to be virtuous and moral? It will therefore be the duty of the Gtanagart to produce leaders of exemplary character to guide the people in general both in this as well as the next life for actual peace and prosperity. See article on standard morality. Left square bracket published in BTG Vogel part 14th November 20th, 1958 right square bracket. Conception of Gtanagart part 2. Left square bracket this typed manuscript contains page 5 through 24 of a typed manuscript and the first part is a partial copy of the last part of the conception of Jivanagari part 1 essay. It has also been edited for publication dot dash edition right square bracket. Conception of Jivanagari. I have killed this enemy, and I am arranging to kill the other one. I am God and I am the enjoyer of everything, I am happy and I am perfect. I do not think anybody else richer than me. I can perform all sorts of sacrifices, and by doing so, I can purchase all virtues. Left square bracket BG 16.1315 right square bracket. The Ashuras therefore exhibit a feat of their unalloyed foolishness by such contemplations, as above mentioned. Saintly politicians of the modern age like Mahatma Gandhi and others, inspired by the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, although imperfectly, have tried to lead such demoniac politicians of demoniac principles, as they may be influenced by the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. Mahatma Gandhi's movement in the political field, such as nonviolence, peaceful non-cooperation, truthfulness, sacrifice, etc., are some brilliant examples for subduing the demoniac tendency of the people in general. Such example in the life of Mahatma Gandhi made him well recognized all over the world, in spite of there being temporary measures, and it may be safely concluded that Mahatma Gandhi's success in such movements was solely and wholly dependent on the inspiration of Bhagavad Gita. Leaving aside all his other activities in the political field, the four following principles which he adopted sincerely in his mature old age, are in essence derived from the teaching of the Bhagavad Gita for practical application for social and spiritual upliftment in the present order of things. They are, as follows. 1. Leaders and politicians may take lessons from the life of Mahatma Gandhi, who was undoubtedly a great and busy politician, with respect to his daily evening prayer meeting and regular recitation of Bhagavad Gita. He followed this principle of 
life most faithfully, even up to the last moment of his lamented life. People in general, and the leaders in particular, may follow the footprints of Mahatma Gandhi, if they at all want to do some good to their followers. Such regular habit of reciting the readings of Bhagavad Gita makes one able to get rid of the demoniac way of life and gradually rise up to the plane of pure devotional life of the gods. When such devotional life is enriched by recitation of the readings of Bhagavad Gita, all the good qualities of the saints and gods automatically overcome the reciter without any extraneous effort on his part. And a person, however qualified he may be in the mundane sense of the term, if he is devoid of the principles of devotional life, as above mentioned, shall surely hover in the mental plane of uncertainty and, as such, will always fail to enter into the nominal existence of life. Those who have developed such nominal existence of life, generally known as spiritual life, are called Mahatmas in the language of Bhagavad Gita. The definition of real Mahatmas is given below from the reading of the Bhagavad Gita. Mahatmanas to man piyartha devayam prakritam asrita bhajanti ananayam anazalgiayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayay
left square bracket BG 9.2526 right square bracket. 3. Mahatma Gandhi started the Harijan movement in order to raise the status of the fallen people either by social injustice or otherwise. But such movement may not be restricted only amongst the Bangus and Chamers who are proclaimed as such by social injustice, but such movement may be extended amongst even those who are passing in the society, as Brahmanas and Ksatriyas but in practice their mentality is more degraded than the lowest of the Bangus and Chamers. Harijan means the associate of God himself. Chamers and Bangus, or for that matter, people of the mentality of Chamers and Bangus, can never be promoted to the position of the Harijan, unless, and until such persons are helped to go up to the place of the Harijan by methods approved by the Harijans such as Arjuna, Pralada, Dhruva Maharaja, Yamaraja, Bhisma, Janaka, Narada, Vyasa, etc. There is no bar for anyone to rise up to that position of Harijan, as it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita in the following lines. Man hi parthaviapis retia ye paisai papriyane astrio vasias tathasudras tepiyanti param gadam. O son of Prathath, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth. Women, vasias left square bracket merchants right square bracket and sudras left square bracket workers right square bracket in attain the supreme destination. Left square bracket BG 9.32 right square bracket. Mami Yodvaya Nikarena Bhakti Yajina Savitsat GW Ian Samaditayad and Brahmavaya Kalpat. One who engages in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Left square bracket BG 14.26 right square bracket. 4. Mahatma Gandhi did not approve of the present caste system as prevailing in India, and there is ample support of this movement of casteless society, in, the Bhagavad Gita in its own way. Casteless society does not mean, that there will, be, no section or subjection of social division, because without that, no society can, exist, but there may not be any caste simply for the sake of birthright accidents. Bhagavad Gita approves of the caste system in terms of mundane quality acquired, but not in terms of accidents of birth. It is said there, as follows. Katarvamaya mayas manguna karma vidhagasatasaya kardaram api man According to the three modes of material nature and the work associated with them, the four divisions of human society are created by me. And although I am the creator of this system, you should know that I am yet the non-door, being unchangeable. Left square bracket BG 4.13J. Bramal, Akayatriya Visam Sadriyal, Iyai Mipirantapakarmiyal, I Pravid Hactanis Vabhava Prabhavorgune. Samal Damas Takasayam Kayantirarjavam Eva Ejayanam Vijayanam Istikayam Brahmakarmas Vabhava Jam. Sorayam Tijodratir Dakayam Yadhakapiapalayanam Danam Evarambamasi Katram Karmas Vabhava Jam. Nigorakaya Vyal, Ijayam Vasaya Karmas Vabhava Jam Pirakarai Itmakam Karmasidrasai Ipis Vabhava Jam. Bramal, as, Katriyas, Vaisyas and Sudras are distinguished by the qualities born of their own natures in accordance with the material modes zero chastiser of the enemy. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom and religiousness these are the natural qualities by which the Brahmanas work. Heroism, power, determination, resourcefulness. Courage in battle, generosity and leadership are the natural qualities of work for the Katriyas. Farming, 
Doubt protection and business are the natural work for the Vaisyas, and for the Sudras there is labor and service to others. Left square bracket BG 18.4144 right square bracket. The no. 4 was added by the editor. See appendix for additional explanations. There are three modes of nature working all over the world and they are called the mode of goodness, the mode of passion, and the mode of ignorance. And every man or every animal is under the influence of either of the above-mentioned modes of nature. As such, it is a mistake to calculate the modes of nature as working within the boundaries of India only, but it is quite reasonable that such natural laws are working in other parts of the world too. In human society there are undoubtedly men of such different qualities, namely men under the influence of the mode of goodness called the qualified Brahmanas, those who are under the mode of passion called the Ksatriyas, those under the influence of passion come ignorance are called the Vaisyas, and last of all, the men under the influence of the mode of ignorance are called the Sudras. The mode of ignorance, as it goes down by degrees, produces men of such qualities, as are called Yavana, Mlekas, Kiritas, Huna, Andhras, Pulindas, Polkasa, Adhalras, Sambhas, Kasabayas, etc., and there are four like kinds of men all over the universe. From Gitanagari, this universal truth must be propagated systematically, so that real human society may be re-established for the benefit of all, dividing men according to the natural mode by such approved processes, as are called practical psychology or anything else. Such social order all over the world will be known as the institution of quality caste system, and every human being will have the right to qualify himself by education and culture to enter into the higher status of life, in the same manner as the varsity, sick variety, of different studies affects the facility to one and all. Castless society will never allow, of course to place in the same category a high court judge and a laborer of the mill, unless such society has gone into madness. On the contrary, by establishment of such casteless society, as it is said in the Bhagavad Gita, nobody will be grudging, if anyone is recognized, as qualified Brahmana on his merit, only, as one is recognized a graduate by his merit only. Such casteless society is reasonable and acceptable. The Jivanagara may properly utilize the huge fund collected to commemorate Mahatma Gandhi in the manner, as above mentioned in four principal heads, because Gandhi's memory can only be preserved by his exemplary activities, and not by simply erecting some big buildings or statues, as we see the general tendency is. The Bhagavad Gita asks every big man to perfect his life with the teachings of Bhagavad Gita and then set himself as an example for the benefit of the people in general. It is said there. Yad yad akaritis rathas tad tad evatero janasad yad pranyayal, am kurut lakas tad anuverdit. Whatever action a great man performs, common men follow. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. Left square bracket BG 3.21 right square bracket. It is foolish to follow the proverbial principle of putting a cart before a horse or putting old wine into a new bottle. It shall be the duty of Goltanagari to agitate against the Gandhi Memorial Fund being utilized otherwise than in the manner befitting the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, approved by Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi fought with the adamant British imperialism by his indigenous method with the touch of spiritual strength, and after obtaining our independence by such method, if we simply imitate the mode of Western civilization, Certainly it will be difficult for us to preserve such independence by some foolish plans made in London.
If we want to preserve our independence at all, we must give up the London-made ideas, so scrupulously adhered to by our political leaders. If we eat fire, we must be ready to pass cinders. The mode of Western civilization is sure to produce such social upheaval as Bolshevism or communism, and if India wants to set an example of social peace and prosperity, she must be ready to accept the philosophy of the Bhagavad Gita. The specialty of Mahatma Gandhi's movement was that beginning from Charkha, up to the end of his life singing, Ramdan, by chanting Raghupati Raghava Rajarama, all were indigenous methods, and none of them were borrowed from the Western philosophers. Even, when he had attended the Round Table Conference in London, he was present in London, he was present there in his indigenous dress without monkeying the Europeans, as others do, and for this behavior, he was never disrespected, but, on the contrary, he was welcomed there as an independent king would have been. As such, if we open some big hospitals to accommodate the diseased persons in greater number, and thereby encourage the process of infecting diseases or erect some marble statues as the place of sitting for the crows to leave their stool, then certainly we shall be doing disservice to Mahatma Gandhi, who was sent percent Indian in thought and action. Mahatma Gandhi wanted to cure the disease of the heart. He always pleaded for a change of heart for the Ashuras, and that is the root disease that is sought to be cured by the method of Bhagavad Gita. Such disease is caused by the process of forgetfulness of our eternal relation with the personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna. And, the seed of such disease germinates in different stages within the heart, called the potential state, undeveloped state and developed state, or in other words, in the subconscious state, conscious state, and then in manifested state. The Indians must set examples to open hospitals to cure diseases of the heart in different stages, and the mode of treatment shall be conducted in the Jivanagart according to the plan of Bhagavad Gita. Unless one has purified one's heart, no amount of antiseptic methods can save him from destruction. One must be purified both externally and internally. Externally means physiologically, and internally means psychologically. Physiological. Treatment will never help us to remain free from all diseases, because all diseases sprout at the beginning psychologically. It is said in the Bhagavad Gita, as follows. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind. Intelligence and false ego altogether these eight constitute my separated material energies. Besides these zero mighty armed Arjuna, there is another, superior energy of mine, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material, inferior nature. Left square bracket BG7425 right square bracket. Mamaviyam so jivalot jivabutasaniyaitana. Manahofihine indriyayayal, I prakritis thihine karati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. Left square bracket BG 157 right square bracket. Earth, water, fire, air and the sky are the five principal elements of the physical world, and the mind, intelligence and false ego are the finer elements of the psychological world. Therefore, all sciences and arts including the science of morality, religion or theology all belong to the external energy of the personality of Godhead. We should not therefore make an end of philosophical search here only, but we must have to enter into the realm of the internal energy of the personality of Godhead, 
the particles of which are manifested in the shape of living beings. The living entity is never the product of the elements of the physical or psychological elements, but it is made of a different ingredient, produced from the internal energy of Godhead. Such eternal potency is the target of Bhagavad Gita, and if any treatment has to be done for the diseases of the human being, it has to be done from the very inception, namely from the internal potency. Such treatment only will make every living being hale and hearty. As such, the Jivanagart has to minister the treatment of diseased persons, both externally and internally, as above mentioned. There is practically no hospital for the treatment of the internal potency, and Jivanagart must be very much alive to this. Point of view. For such internal treatment of the human being, Bhagavad Gita will always help us. He who discards scriptural injunctions and acts according to his own whims attains neither perfection, nor happiness, nor the supreme destination. One should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. Knowing such rules and regulations, one should act, so that he may gradually be elevated. Left square bracket BG 16.2324 right square bracket. Whatever we may attempt to do in this world there are some guiding authoritative books in that region. To do such things in an ordered manner or in a standardized method, we have to consult such a book of knowledge. Without consulting such a book of knowledge, if we simply follow our whims and caprices, it is not possible for us to be happy in life, neither is it possible to be successful either in this or the next life. As such, it shall be the foremost business of Jaden Nagari to chalk out its plan of action. Strictly on the teachings of Bhagwat Jaden and nothing more or nothing less. Bhagavad Gita is acknowledged to be the condensed form of the milk of all knowledge, and it is said that this pure milk is obtained from the knowledge cow of all Vedas and Upanishads milked by Lord Sri Krishna himself in the presence of Arjuna who is compared with a calf of the Upanishads. This milk of all Upanishads has to be distributed throughout the world by those who are actually devotees of Lord Krishna. There is hardly a second authoritative book like this in any other part of the world. We should note very particularly how we have become degraded due to our gross ignorance for want of proper knowledge in discerning what shall be done by us and what we shall not do. Our foolishness has entangled us in a chain of absurd work and its reactions. If we want at all to become free from such entanglement, it is our duty to look towards Bhagavad Gita, and to propagate such pure transcendental knowledge shall be the main business of Jivanagart. Karma, I am happy, but have I am but have I am evil karma, I am karma, I see but have I am behind a karma no The intricacies of action are very hard to understand. Therefore, one should know properly what action is, what forbidden action is, and what inaction is. Left square bracket BG 4.17 right square bracket. Simply to move hands and legs is no work. There must be a brain behind such movements of limbs, and that will be considered as proper work. We must make an analysis of real work, unreal work, and also of foolish work. It is not easy to give direction for any of the above-mentioned works without any reference to Bhagavadgita. When we are able to discharge the prescribed duties of the Book of Knowledge it is called real work, when we do work without any reference to the Book of Knowledge it is called unreal work and while we do things foolishly it has no value whatsoever.
Those who have no knowledge of their prescribed duties are undoubtedly foolish workers entangled in the reactions of their foolishness and those who have tasted the bitterness of such foolish entanglements are so-called renouncers of work altogether, dressed in many colorful dresses for earning the maintenance of body and soul together. There are others who are material scientists or in finer way the mystics who may be called a different grade of workers of the same category. But the transcendental workers who shall work under the plan of Bhagavad Gita shall only be able to live happy life of peace and prosperity by dedicating all the results of their activities unto the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, the absolute personality of Godhead. Under such cooling shade of peace and tranquility, the people in general will be able to follow the footprints of the Mahatmas and thus being influenced by the internal energy of Godhead, they shall be able to combine themselves for a higher mission of life. Mahatmas who are already under the influence of internal energy of Godhead do possess themselves immense strength for the deliverance of the fallen people of the world, but although they possess such power, they exercise such strength in a corporate body in order to give a chance to the less powerful souls who intend to serve God. Sri Badranganz E. Hanuman, although he was himself competently able to combat with Ravana, still took help from a little spiral left square bracket spider right square bracket in the matter of constructing a bridge over the Gulf of Ceylon, in order to give such a little being a chance of service in the service of Sri Ramchandra. What to speak of Sri Hanumanaji, even Sri Ramchandra, who is the personality of Godhead himself, possessing all the power to create, maintain or annihilate the whole universe, played the part of a man, and took the help of his monkey devotees, in order to deliver Sita Devi from the clutches of Ravana. In the battlefield of Hiruxatra, all the men who assembled there and could have been killed within a twinkling of an eye by a mere symbolic sign of Sri Krishna, were requisitioned to fight with Dima and Arjuna in order to give credit to his, Krishna's, most beloved friend and devotee. Therefore, if the inhabitants of Jaitanagart want to establish a perfect kingdom of heaven, Ramarajaya, they can endeavor to do so combinedly in the service of the personality of Godhead. The inhabitants of the Gtanagart shall therefore engage their everything, namely, their life, their wealth, their intelligence, and the words in the service of the Lord. That is the practical way of living a life of Bhagavad Gita. Sarva Adamam Buya S in Imi Parabam Vakahito Simi Drakamiti Tatovakayani Tehidam. Sarva Dharman Paratiajaya Mime Ekam Saranam Vraja Atam Vam Sarva Papadhyo Makwaiyaini Masuka. Because you are my very dear friend, I am speaking to you my supreme instruction, the most confidential knowledge of all. Hear this from me, for it is for your benefit. Left square bracket BG 18.64J. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Left square bracket BG 18.66 right square bracket. Those who are simultaneously valiant warrior, worker without desire for fruitive result, erudite scholar for knowing God, as he is and pure devotee of the personality of Godhead, such personalities only can serve the purposes of Bhagavadgita for the benefit of all concerned. Such heroes of transcendental fame are very dear to the personality of Godhead. And for them only it is said in the last portion of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita that one should only carry out the order of Godhead and nothing else, and if in doing so anyone is subjected to tribulations for non-performance of other duties, he, Sri Krishna will always save him for that he may rest assured.
The personality of Godhead is the only original friend and philosopher of everyone and he is the father of all living beings. The Bhagavad Gita is his transcendental word, and it is identical therefore with Godhead in full potency. Great Mahatmas do try to know this ultimate truth themselves and try to preach to others this sublime truth. The ultimate truth is that God, the world and the living entities are correlated with one another as a complete whole. The personality of Godhead is the Supreme Brahman, nature is the infinite Brahman and the living entities are infinitesimal Brahmins. In that spirit only, we can know that everything that be is Brahman and nothing but Brahman. Bhagavad Gita is the synthesis of the ultimate truth in the fact that Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead is the beginning father of everything, nature is the supreme mother impregnated with the seeds of living beings, and the living entities in multiple forms of different species of life, 84 lakhs varieties, are the children of such father and mother, as above mentioned. Mama Yanar Matad Brahma Tasman Garbham Dadami Atam Sambhava Sarvabudanam Tato Bhavati Bharata. Sarvayana Sukantiya Murtaya Sambhavantiya. Tasam Brahma Matadyanaratam Brajapratapina. The total material substance, called Brahman, is the source of birth, and it is that Brahman that I impregnate, making possible the births of all living beings. Zero, son of Bharata. Left square bracket BG 14.3J. It should be understood that all species of life, zero, son of Kunti, are made possible by birth in this material nature, and that I am the seed-giving father. Left square bracket BG 14.4 right square bracket. We can know from this fact that there is a sweet transcendental interrelation between all living entities, irrespective of not only caste, creed, and color between man and man, but between man and beast, man and birds, man and rectals, man and plants, etc., and so also between man and God, and between God and others, and so on. The Bhagavad Gita can most scientifically raise this standard of life of sweet relation between one thing and another, and as such the Gultanagari shall be the center for such supreme culture of knowledge. The Gultanagari shall set the example that neither God nor the living being nor nature are in any way antagonistic toward one another, but that all of them exist in harmony as a complete whole unit. When Jivanagart will attempt to harmonize such sweet relation between man and God, man and the world and the world and God, at such an auspicious time only, the United Nations' effort to establish peace in the world will be successful or the dream of a casteless society all over the world will be realized in practice. There is no other practical solution of the scientific basis of universal brotherhood or of universal religion without understanding this simple truth of the fatherhood of Godhead, motherhood of nature, and childhood of all living entities. But the living entities, in a spirit of misusing their infinitesimal independence and forgetfulness of their relation with Godhead, as eternal servitor and the served, or, in other word, when the living entity forgets his begetting father and thinks himself as the son or product of the material nature only, or to be more simple, when the living entity becomes the mother's son only at that time does mother nature, in order to set right her son, to become an obedient son, chastise the living entity in a destructive mood as Mahakali. Mahamaya Durga is the primeval form of all external energies of Godhead. She is described as Dasabhuja with different kinds of weapons in her hands to punish Mahishashura who is also her son as every living entity is. Mahishashura is attacked by the mother's serpent of time on the head and the itch of passion on the body. 
Moreover, Mahishasura is attacked with her trident pierced on the chest, and thus the representative demon Mahishasura is embarrassed in a manner from which he is unable to get out. When the demon is thus set right and surrenders to her will, the Mahamaya then manifests her real entity in the form Matalaksmi engaged in the eternal service of Sri Narayana, and at that time she gives her son all facilities for the service of the father, assisted will all opulence, all power, all fame, all beauties, all knowledge and all renunciation. The example of Ravana and that of Sri Hanumanji may be given here. Both of them are the son of the potency of Godhead. One of them tried to snatch Sri Siddhivi from the service of Sri Rama, while Sri Hanumanji tried to rescue Sri Siddhivi from the clutches of Ravana. By such different treatment of two different sons, Ravana was announced as the Ashura or Raksa, while Sri Hanumanji is famous as the foremost devotee of Sri Ramchandra. From these examples, we can conclude that our ideal shall be Sri Hanumanji, and not Ravana, who was vanquished in spite of his possessing all material facilities of wealth, followed by knowledge, beauties, fame, etc. Such material acquisitions are unable to protect any Ravana, whatever he may be, from destruction. In a state of forgetfulness only, the living entities consider themselves as the product of the material world, or as the son of material nature, without any connection with the father, and in such mistaken mood of existence, they think of themselves as belonging to some particular nation, country, class, family, sect, and many other similar material designations. The transcendental processes of Bhagavad which aim at the deliverance of the living entities from the above-mentioned many kinds of material designations are known as different yogas. When one is attached too much to material work, he is delivered by the process of karma yoga, when one is attached too much with the speculative way of knowledge, he is delivered by the process of jnana yoga, when one is attached too much in the mystic way of realizing God, he is delivered by the process of hatha yoga, but for one who accepts the personality of Godhead as the primeval cause of all causes, he is elevated by the process of bhakti yoga. As such, Bhagavad Gita is undoubtedly the book of knowledge for all, never mind what whatever position one may be in according to his different inborn tendency. Bhagavad Gita can deliver anyone and everyone from any position, by a systematic treatment in the above ways of Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Dhyana Yoga, or Bhakti Yoga. We may discuss herewith shortly, the different ways for different persons. Those who are too much addicted to enjoying the results of their material work, are treated in the following manner, according to Bhagavad Gita, namely left square bracket notation indicates 3rd 29, 30, 31, but text appears to be 3rd, 30, 31, 32 right square bracket. Maysarvini Karmiani Sanayasi and Hyatmasetasaniri Isiridium Nurmano but Vayun Hyasvavigatajvera. Ye me madam item nitia minutifentin meina vas rentovanto nisuaino musi and tepi karmadvi. Ye tis the edit and hyasuaianto nitinutifentin me madam sarvage meina vimukhiims ten vinhinadiina setisah. Therefore, zero Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with full knowledge of me, without desires for profit, with no claims to proprietorship, and free from lethargy, fight. Those persons who execute their duties according to my injunctions and who follow this teaching faithfully, without envy, become free from the bondage of fruitive actions. But those who, out of envy, disregard these teachings and do not follow them are to be considered bereft of all knowledge, befouled, and ruined in their endeavors for perfection. Left square bracket BG 3.3032 right square bracket. 
a person who struggles for existence with full knowledge of his relation with God, the world and the living entities is in a spirit of self-surrender unto the supreme will of God and refrains from his own way of thinking doubts and laziness, is called a karma yogi, or devotee under the influence of material work. Such karma yogi does everything for the satisfaction of God only, for his master, and nobody else, and for this act of self-denial, he does not grudge the personality of Godhead. The general tendency of a worker is that he wants to enjoy the fruit of his own labor, and it is unthinkable for such materialists to sacrifice all fruits of their labor for the sake of Godhead. Such materialists are bound up by the results of their work, either good or bad. But the karma yogi, who always works for the satisfaction of Godhead, is not at all bound up by any reaction from such material work. That is the secret of doing work according to the plan of God. Those who, therefore, envy the personality of Godhead and do not sacrifice the results for the sake of Godhead, must be considered as lost men, devoid of all knowledge. A person addicted to the speculative mood for knowing the ultimate truth, known as the empiric philosopher, is advised to follow the principles of Bhagavad Gita, as stated below. One who is thus transcendentally situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments or desires to have anything. He is equally disposed toward every living entity. In that state he attains pure devotional service unto me. One can understand me, as I am, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only by devotional service. And when one is in full consciousness of me by such devotion, he can enter into the Kingdom of God. Left square bracket BG 18.5455 right square bracket. The empiric philosophers, by their speculative process of knowing the absolute truth, attain to the plane of spiritual cognizance and become free from the attachment of material consciousness. Such a liberated soul is never affected by any sort of material hankering for things which he does not possess, neither does he lament for things which he might have lost. He is equipped in every circumstance, and, as he is fixed up in that position, he is blessed with the engagement of transcendental loving service of Godhead. And by the gradual process of development of transcendental loving service of Godhead, the liberated soul can know in fact what is actually the eternal form, pastime, quality, paraphernalia and entourage of Godhead, who is the Supreme Personality. The last word of liberation is to know Godhead, as he is. The mystics, generally known as the yogis, are advised to follow the undermentioned principles of Bhagavad Gita is greater than Tapas vighyo viko yogi, gi nibhyo pi mato vika karmibhyas can viko yogi, tasmad yogi, bavarjuna. Yajinam api sarvi mad madan interat madas ratovan bajit yo man samiyatatamo mana. A true yogi observes me in all beings and also sees every being in me. Indeed, the self realized person sees me, the same Supreme Lord, everywhere. Left square bracket BG 6.29 right square bracket. 
For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Left square bracket BG 6.30 right square bracket. Such a yogi, who engages in the worshipful service of the super soul, knowing that I and the super soul are one, remains always in me in all circumstances. Left square bracket BG 6.31 right square bracket. A yogi is greater than the ascetic, greater than the empiricist and greater than the fruitive worker. Therefore, zero Arjuna, in all circumstances, be a yogi. Left square bracket BG 6.46 right square bracket. And of all yogis, the one with great faith who always abides in me thinks of me within himself, and renders transcendental loving service to me he is the most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. That is my opinion. Left square bracket BG 6.47 right square bracket. To Samadhi, a state of bodily realization of the spirit soul, within himself and everything in Godhead. Therefore, a self-realized. Point. Point. Sees Godhead everywhere and sees everything in Shri Krishna. He identifies himself as belonging to Shri Krishna and accepts Shri Krishna as his own. Establishment of this neutral relation with Godhead is the beginning of spiritual mellows. Such contemplative mystics do not fall down, and Shri Krishna saves them in all respects. Such yogis gradually rise up to the state of transcendental loving service to Godhead. In the primary stages, the yajins, submerged in spiritual equilibrium, experience the luckiest aspect of Godhead with four hands within themselves, but in the secondary stage, they realize that Chaturbhujanarayana is non-different from Shri Krishna. When the yajins concentrate, their meditation on the form of Shri Krishna, who is transcendental to mundane time and space, they can, without any separate effort, realize the impersonal Brahman, as a matter of course. Bhagavad Gita advises everyone to become such yajins, because the yajins are greater than the ordinary mundane workers, the empiric philosophers, or even those who undergo penances and austerities for higher perfection of life. And, amongst all such yajins, those who meditate upon Shri Krishna externally and internally with devotion and love are considered to be the highest of all yajins. Those who work ordinarily with such yoga, meditating upon Shri Krishna, are called karma yogi, those who cultivate knowledge with such yoga are called jnanayaji, and those who have abandoned all work and speculative way of empiric knowledge, but have taken to pure devotional work and knowledge, transcendentally engaging all their wealth, attention, intelligence and words in the service of Godhead, are called back to yajins. The highest perfection of life is to attain to such stage of back to yojins. The personality of Godhead has advised in the Bhagavad Gita about those back to yajins in the following words. Ye iin tis the antagadam piatam janiyani im punia karmaniyim tedvandvam ovanurmaktii bajant nindrak have radii. Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the duality of delusion, and they engage themselves in my service with determination. Left square bracket BG 7.28 right square bracket. Yat Karolai Yad Hasni IC Yad Juhoi Dati IC Yat. Yat Tapasai IC Kantia Tat Kuru I am. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, and whatever austerities you perform do that zero son of Kunti, as an offering unto me. Left square bracket BG 9.27 right square bracket. Maxidii mad bad priinii bodhe antah pirasparum cafe antasimai nitiam tu yantii romantii. 
Tiaim Sabatiaim Wajadiaim PRW Purvacum Dadiaim Badhiyadam Tarnina Mayimopayite. Tiaim Evihinukum Piarthum Atomajftiaina Jam Tama. Nasayami Etmobavas Thojnana Drapina Basvata. The thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me, their lives are fully devoted to my service, and they derive great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me. Left square bracket BG 10.9 right square bracket. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Left square bracket BG 10.10 right square bracket. To show them special mercy, I, dwelling in their hearts, destroy with the shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance. Left square bracket BG 10.11 right square bracket. Persons who have become cent percent free from all kinds of infections of dualities of the relative world, render an alloyed loving service to Sri Krishna only. In such a stage of devotional life, the devotee offers to Sri Krishna everything that he eats, that he sacrifices, that he gives in charity and that he meditates upon. He does so, because he becomes well convinced in the knowledge that the personality of Godhead is the original and primeval cause of all causes, Yavinda. From him only, everything emanates, on him only everything exists, unto him only everything enters into, after annihilation. After such realization, nobody can worship anyone, except Shri Krishna. At that time, all attention, all intelligence, and all life of the devotee become absorbed in the transcendental service of Godhead, and such transcendental service becomes manifested in nine different devotional functions, Nabata Bhakti, of hearing, chanting, recollecting, serving, worshipping, glorifying, adoring, fraternizing and surrendering to the name, quality, pastimes, paraphernalia, and entourage of Shri Krishna. The personality of Godhead, also being satisfied with the transcendental loving services of such devotees constantly engaged in him, enlightens such devotees from within themselves in such a way, as they may be able to enter into the manifested pastimes of Shri Krishna, as he performs at all times. The personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna, enlightens the hearts of those devotees with transcendental knowledge, even at the time of their remaining in the material world, and although such devotees may be illiterate in terms of material calculation. The main function of Shri G.L. Tanagaral shall be to increase the number of such devotees only, amongst other engagements. After discussing the above-mentioned activities of Gitanagari, we can summarize the conclusion in the following way. A. Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, is the powerful whole, and the living. Entities and natural phenomena are his energies. B. Energy of a person gives evidence of a powerful man, and, as such, the energies of Godhead, namely, the living entities and the material nature combined, glorify the immense energy of Godhead. Energies are parts and parcel of Godhead, but they cannot be Godhead themselves. C. God's external energy is engaged in the matter of chastising the revolting entities, whereas his internal energy is engaged in protecting the devotee and the faithful. D. The living entities are controlled by the external energy of Godhead, when they, the living entities make it their main business to satisfy the material senses. The objects of sense gratification are composed of 24 elements created by the external energy. The material science can deal with those 24 elements by chemical or physical combination, and such products appear before us like the mirage in the desert, created by such material combination. 
increasing the number of such mirages by advancement of material science will never bring real happiness to the living entities, because such steps will drag the living entities farther and farther from Godhead. E. The living entity, although it has become entangled in the material cages of gross body and subtle mind somehow or other, can liberate itself from such bondage by developing the quality of goodness, to begin with, and gradually rise to the plane of transcendence, when the seeds of bondage in different stages of subconsciousness, consciousness and unmanifested stage are burnt and the living entity is liberated. This is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, as follows. Urdhavam Bhakanti Sabvasthamadhaitathanti Rajasahjaganayagunavratisthadhodakanti Tamasa. Those situated in the mode of goodness gradually go upward to the higher planets, those in the mode of passion live on the earthly planets and those in the abominable mode of ignorance go down to the hellish worlds. Left square bracket BG 14.18 right square bracket. The highest service that can be rendered to humanity, therefore, is to raise it from its downtrodden state of bondage. Indian saints have specifically emphasized this important subject of social service, whereas people in other countries lag behind in that science. Although people in other countries have advanced far beyond expectation in the advancement of binding the living entity in material bondage, they have very little culture in this transcendental science. Such advancement of material science has created so much entanglement for human society that everyone is now anxious to get back peace and happiness by the formation of such associations as the UN and other organizations. It is not, however, possible to attain peace without being educated in the spiritual science, as has been dealt with in the Bhagavad Gita. Devraiti Guja one a one mama mayadurtaya md mevaye prepadiant madatman enam diranti this divine energy of mine, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome. But those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. Left square bracket BG 7.14 right square bracket. The mode of treatment as to how one can be raised from the lowest status of ignorance to the highest status of illumination of full knowledge is elaborately discussed in the Bhagavad Gita. The medicine and the diet both have been thoroughly dealt with there. More than 80% of the general population is more or less of the demoniac type. The demoniac tendency has increased so much that nobody is even able to understand that there is an absolute need for us to cultivate the science of the internal potency of Godhead, as much as we are doing in the field of the external potency of Godhead. As a matter of fact, they are now not only foolish and sinful, but also their knowledge is covered by sinful acts. Nananda Kratino Mukha Prapadiant Nirantamamaya Partij Nanachuram Bhavamasrita. Those miscreants who are grossly foolish, who are lowest among mankind, whose knowledge is stolen by illusion, and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons do not surrender unto me. Left square bracket BG 7.15 right square bracket. If we want, therefore, to take all these assurers to the highest stage of life, not only for their benefit, but also for our benefit, too, because the Suras and the Asuras are, so to say, bound up together for relative activities if we really want to do them some good, it is our duty then to distribute the remnants of foodstuff offered to Godhead to such Asuras, so that they can rise up gradually to the transcendental plane. Sarva Karmiani Api Sadi Iker Vino Madvai Pi Sray Ahmad Prasi Idi Idi Ipnoti Si Isvadam Padam Avayam. 
though engaged in all kinds of activities, my pure devotee, under my protection, reaches the eternal and imperishable abode by my grace. Left square bracket BG 18.56 right square bracket. The Boltanagari has to arrange for such distribution of prasadam in order to and distributing the remnants of. The Ashuras are always hungry and distressed, and if arrangement for distributing prasadam is made for them, nobody will object to accept such prasadam. Mahatma Gandhi began Ramdhan, chanting at every evening prayer meeting, and this practice would be utilized as medicine for the Ashuras, while distribution of prasadam will act as diet for them. In order to treat the heart diseases of the Ashuras, transcendental hospitals have to be opened at Jivanagar apart from the ordinary hospitals that are run everywhere. These hospitals shall treat the Ashurat patients with respect to their education, initiation, knowledge, and transcendental science, eating, enjoying and treatment of diseases altogether. That will be the special function of the Jivanagart. If work is begun with the aim of serving the internal potency of Godhead, there will not be any check in the progressive work of the external potency of Godhead, but such work will have a change in the internal potency of Godhead. The function of iron stops when it is hot in association with fire, and at that time, the iron works as fire with all its potency, in the same way, when work is begun in the realm of the internal potency of Godhead, the external potency stops functioning. We have already discussed the different potencies of Godhead, namely internal and external. Prakritah Kriyama, Ayanigu, Ayah Karma, Ayai Sarvasa Ahankara Vimfu Onehabma Kardahamidi Maniate. The spirit soul bewildered by the influence of false ego thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. Left square bracket BG 3.27 right square bracket. It is therefore concluded that the energy of Godhead works differently in response to our service or revolt to the plan of Godhead. Unintelligent men, who do not know me perfectly, think that I, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, was impersonal before and have now assumed this personality. Due to their small knowledge, they do not know my higher nature, which is imperishable and supreme. Left square bracket BG 7.24 right square bracket. I am never man, if is to the foolish and unintelligent. For them I am covered by my internal potency, and therefore they do not know that I am unborn and infallible. Left square bracket BG 7.25 right square bracket. The particular type of persons who are able to take charge of the propaganda work of the Jivanagarts are also mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. It is said about those who have worked for the sake of Godhead, as Yajins in previous births that they can be searched out in the families of the Suchas and the Srimatis. It is said there, as follows. Prapaya punaya the unsuccessful yogi, after many, many years of enjoyment on the planets of the pious living entities, is born into a family of righteous people, or into a family of rich aristocracy. Left square bracket BG 641 right square bracket. Those who are born in the family of pure devotees or faithful brahmanas or in the family of rich merchants having devotional activities in the family due to their virtuous work in the past life, can take interest in the activities of the Gtanagari as they are accustomed to do from their previous birth. 
It is therefore necessary that such virtuous persons only who have taken their births in the families of Suchus and Srimatus must be assembled together, in order to give effect to the program. In order to give effect to the program of the Jivanagaral, it is necessary that at least twelve gentlemen, picked from the families of such Suchus and Srimatus, should form an association. And, with the help of these gentlemen, arrangement has to be made to provide the fund of Jivanagart with an income of Rs. 10,000 per month for the expenses of the Jivanagart. By the grace of God, those who are born in the family of the Srimatis are sufficiently favored by Laxmi Devi. As such, the Srimatis can make use of their wealth in the service of the internal potency of Godhead, instead of wasting the same for the service of the external potency of Godhead. If wealth, which is considered to be the servitor of Narayana, is not engaged in his service, surely the same wealth will bring havoc and calamities upon the world, and for this, the possessors of wealth will surely be responsible, and the reaction is already in vogue, in the shape of many contending political isms of the day. The crisis that we are now confronted with are the outcome of the wealth of the world that has been engaged in the service of the external potency of Godhead. The Bhutanagari, therefore will be able to set a noble example for the benefit of the world, as it will show how wealth can be engaged in the service of the internal potency of Godhead and thereby bring peace and prosperity to the world. Such twelve gentlemen, when they have assembled in an organized form, shall chalk out the program of the Bhutanagari, and to guide the principles of such activities, Bhagavad Gita will be the book of knowledge or medium of information. It is incumbent that such governing bodies of the Jivanagarts must have the following preliminary qualifications, namely. 1. They must not have a legitimate connection with women. 2. They must be completely vegetarian. 3. They must refrain from all sorts of intoxicating habits. 4. They must refrain from all sorts of gambling or speculative habits. Unless and until the governing gentlemen are free from the above four primary principles, it will not be possible for them to go farther and farther above. When one has acquired the above preliminary qualifications and also engaged in the service of Godhead, at that time only one is promoted to the stage of a Mahatma. And, to conduct the activities of the Bhutanagari, the services of the Mahatmas are requisitioned. Such activities are not meant for ordinary men having no control over the senses, nor having any sort of relations with the transcendental service of Godhead. Those who are pure in action can conduct such activities. One Mahatma can do immense good to others just like one moon can illuminate the firmament, though innumerable stars cannot do anything. Yad yad i karatis rathas tad tad avatero yad prameyinam kurut lakas tad anuverdit. Whatever action a great man performs, common men follow. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. Left square bracket BG 3.21 right square bracket. The proprietor and deity of the Bhutanagari will be Shri Krishna himself. The temple of Shri Krishna, which shall be situated in the center of the Bhutanagari, shall contain the Vigraha of Shri Krishna placed on the chariot of Shri Arjuna seated along with Shri Krishna. The Vigraha shall be known as Parthasarathi. The Sri Murti of Sri Parthasarathi shall proclaim throughout the world as to how much the personality of Godhead can be merciful to his devotees. That Godhead can be made the driver of the chariot of his devotee is one of the many examples of how the Supreme God can meet his devotee in the simplest way as between friend and friend. O infallible one, please draw my chariot between the two armies. 
left square bracket BG 1.21 right square bracket. The powerful Godhead with his eternal energy, as Arjuna shall be worshipped in the Jivanagart according to the rites of the scriptures. The inhabitants of the Gtanagart shall dwell in that transcendental city as the denizens of the kingdom of God and as associates of the personality of Godhead. They shall become the actual Harijan, as it is described in the scriptures. The only proprietor of Jivanagart shall be the personality of Godhead, and all the inhabitants there shall lie there as his servitors. Samoham Sarvabudu Nami Veosti Napraya Hibajanti Tuman Bhaktiya Maiteti Sukhapi Atom. I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me and I am also a friend to him. Left square bracket BG 9.29 right square bracket. It is said in the Bhagavad Gita that Sri Krishna behaves equally with persons according to their reciprocal behavior. Those who will be too much attached to Godhead, the personality of Godhead will be equally attached to him. Ordinarily the living entities are guided by the modes of nature, but even so, nobody is dearer nor is anyone the object of derision for Godhead. The personality of Godhead is known as the devotee of his devotee, and as such, only his devotees can purchase him, and nobody else. Great personalities like Maharaja and Barisa and others have shown the perfect way of worshipping the personality of Godhead. But in the recent time, Sri Sanatana Gosvami, who was one of the confidential associates of Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu and was also the Prime Minister of Nawab Hussain Shah of Bengal, showed us the way how one can serve Godhead. He used to spend one half of his income for God's sake. That is a vivid example for the governors of the Gtanagari. Sri Dasvarno spent only one-fourth of his income for his relations, and the balance one-fourth was set aside for his personal use. Exemplary householders can take lessons from the behavior of Sri Rupa and Sanatana Gosvamis for their future guidance. Everything that exists is the property of Godhead. The living entities, as sons of the Godhead, inherit the property, not as owners, but as gifts from the Father too. Sons, and as such, they must engage the interest of such properties in the service of Godhead as the primary beneficiary. If they are not prepared to do so, they must be ready for all sorts of troubles offered by the external potency of Godhead. The process of civilization, as designed by the gross materialist, is to enjoy the property of Godhead represented by the external energy of Godhead, to the utmost capacity until the day of annihilation. They think that the property of Godhead, represented by his external potency, is a thing enjoyable by them, their sons and grandsons, their countrymen, their kinsmen, etc., which the external potency of Godhead rejects summarily and therefore the foolish materialists, when they are baffled in their attempt to enjoy Mother Nature, the external potency of Godhead say nature is unkind. The materialist does not know that, in the transcendental service of Godhead, all the services towards others, as above mentioned, are accommodated. The Jivanagart shall be the ideal place to set this example to the people of the world. It is sort of a disease of the Ishuras that they have learned to accumulate wealth unlawfully. The conditioned souls, under the influence of the external potency of Godhead, are always bewildered in their intelligence, like insane persons are always bewildered in ordinary dealings. As such, the governing body of the Jivanagart has to make some intelligent plan so that the Ashuras may be engaged in the service of Sri Partha Sarathi with all their accumulated unlawful wealth.
If they are at all able to make such a plan, surely they will be able to render more valuable service to the people of the world than any number of political parties or organizations are able to do. Godhead is perfect in all respects, and he is the proprietor of everything, as everything is produced originally by his energy only, external or internal. As such, everything that exists is properly served at the time of transcendental service of Godhead, as the branches and the leaves of a tree are watered, when the water is poured down upon the root of the tree or the different limbs of the body of a living being are served, when food stuff is given to the stomach. The plan of God is made like that, and intelligent persons can understand this simple plan of Godhead everywhere. As by watering one leaf or one branch of the tree, the other leaves or branches of the tree are not served, or by supplying foodstuff to one limb of the body the other limbs of the body are not served, similarly by serving one section of God's potency, the other sections are not served. Therefore, full service means the service of the original cause of everything, namely the personality of Godhead. After the construction of the temple of Sri Parthasarathi at Gitanagari, the next program of work in the Gitanagara will be to start one academic educational institution under the name of Jita School, or Jita Pathshala. This educational institution shall be conducted as a Brahmacharya ashram of the Girukal system. In this institution, children not exceeding seven years of age shall be admitted and they shall be educated up to the age of twenty years, equipping them with sound body and sound mind, so that they may be ideal householders in the latter part of their life, which will bring real peace and prosperity to the human society. The language for the medium of instruction in this educational center will be Sanskrit and English preferably, unless the governors of the Jitanagars think otherwise. The children of the inhabitants of Goltanagari shall get free education with the facility of free boarding and free lodging in this institution. By a test of practical psychology and by examination of the birth horoscope of the child, with special reference to his birthright, sect and class arrangement, a student from the very beginning shall be given the education of a Brahmana, of a Ksatriya, of a Vaisaya or of a Sudra, as may be the case, according to his quality and destined work. It is, however, possible to make a change of this general rule under special cases. The educational institution, as Jivanagart will, as a matter of fact, try to create a greater number of students having the necessary qualification of a Brahmana, by developing such culture in him, because in this age of Kali Yuga, there is a big scarcity of the Brahmana class. Mahatma Gandhi in the recent time, although born in a Vaisaya family, developed the qualities of Brahmana by culturing non-violence, equality, restraint, toleration, forgiveness, charity, etc. Therefore, the Boltanagari, by its cultural propaganda and otherwise, can create any number of Brahmanas, provided the candidates are available. The Jivanagaral, however, will not encourage the system of renounced order of life, Sanayasa, as in this age it is not possible to maintain such order of life under difficult circumstances. Students during their unmarried Brahmacharya life and householders who have taken leave of family responsibilities in old age shall be entrusted with such work, as worship of the deity, education, preaching, editing and other similar engagements in the Jivanagart. The Boltanagari shall undertake to maintain such students and Vanaprasthas, free of all charges. The householders who shall live in the Jivanagar with their family members shall be responsible for carrying on different civic activities such as manipulating business, trade, industry, agriculture, cowkeeping, social service, police work, etc. 
development of civic activities which shall be undertaken in the Jivanagart shall be so done on account and risk of Sri Parthasarathi, who shall remain eternally the proprietor and enjoyer of the results out of such activities. As such, the workers in those institutions or establishments shall be given free boarding and lodging as prasadam of the deity. It shall, however, always be remembered, that the medicine for our material diseases is to be engaged in the transcendental service of Godhead and the diet thereof is to partake of the prasadam of the deity. The inhabitants of the Jivanagaral will have full facility for such medicine and diet for curing their material diseases. The medicine will be distributed to all the patients of the Jivanagart in the shape of lectures, recitation, chanting, singing, etc., from the pages of Bhagavad Gita or allied scriptures daily at the fixed time of prayers or lecture classes in different establishments of the Gtanagari. In that connection, finer arts in the estimation of the people in general, such as theatrical performances, cinematographic shows or Similar entertainments can be employed in the service of Godhead and for the cure of the material diseases of the patients. This thing, however, will not be encouraged beyond the sphere of the Jatanagari, because out of the sphere of the Gtanagari, those very finer arts and cultures shall lead one to the path of hell, as we are actually experiencing presently. The qualified and empowered preachers of the Goltanagari will go out of the town to preach the mission of Goltanagari, not only in India but also in other parts of the world, as the situation will permit. According to the rules of the governing body, such preachers will be able to collect on account and risk of Goltanagari for its development and carrying out various activities. All facilities that can be available for the preaching work of the Jivanagart shall be accepted favorably without damaging the very principles of Goltanagari, and among such facilities the following can be accepted immediately. 1. To answer all the inquiries from all parts of the world in all languages. 2. Publication of propaganda in different languages of the world. 3. Utilizing radio vans and other publicity facilities by cinematographic shows, etc. In the Gtanagari, birthday anniversaries of Lord Krishna, Sri Murnakandra, Lord Ketanaya, Sri Rasarnhakaturdasi, and similar other functions shall be properly celebrated and observance of Akadasi shall be strictly performed. Everyone, irrespective of caste, creed and color, who shall abide by the rules and regulations of the Jivanagart shall be admitted as inhabitants of the town. The governing body shall remain vigilant on the point that nobody can enter into the town with some ulterior motive, outside the service of Parthasarathy. All facilities, however, shall be offered to real inquisitive and sincere souls, who shall endeavor to profit by such facilities for transcendental life. Material science has offered unique facilities for traveling all over the world within a short time, and the authorities shall take advantage of these facilities, for preaching work of the Jivanagart in every respect. By such transcendental mode of work, the Jivanagart can do immense service to humanity in the true sense of the term. Bhagavad Gita advises to give up all kinds of religions that are going on in the world and take up the principles of Bhagavad Gita, meaning thereby, that all other humanity the much-wanted peace of the world, and this is only possible and effective with the principle of the Bhagavad Gita. Communal strife that has come out of different religious faiths is due to the lack of understanding of the real nature of religious faith, and as such, the real nature of Godhead, or left square bracket it has come out of not right square bracket serving the internal potency of Godhead. 
the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita is applicable to everyone's practical life, and therefore, the principles of Bhagavad Gita are really meant for a universal type of religious faith, to be accepted after all reassonings of human society. As such, all intelligent persons all over the world must now combine together to preach the universal religion of Bhagavad Gita. It is above all types of communalism. Countries like Russia in Europe have taken an atheistic turn due to false preaching of religion, without any philosophical basis, as religion without philosophy is either communalism or sentimentalism. The religion of Bhagavad Gita is different from all such sentimental or speculative types of religion. America is on the threshold of Russian thought, and in Asia, they are naturally following such atheistic principles of life. With such a condition of the people in general, who will save the world from devastation, by preaching the religion of Bhagavad Gita? One should read and learn Bhagavad Gita, as it is. The personality of Godhead has most mercifully explained himself as easily as it is possible for him, so that he may be known by us, and unauthorized persons simply muddle the matter by presenting various interpretations of Bhagavad Gita in order to preach the vanity of mundane learning. Bhagavad Gita is not a subject for such speculative mundaners. It is spoken by Godhead, and it is understood by the devotees of Godhead and nobody else. Those who try to go above Godhead by their poor fund of knowledge, will surely go away from Godhead. The Jivanagart will try its utmost to save people from such degradation. Save the world from devastation by preaching the true interpretation of Bhagavad Gita.